where I'm using a different way to record episodes. So fingers crossed, I figured, you know, I had somebody I have, I have a few couple people lined up for interviews. So it's just not happening today. <laughs> I wanted to record today. So I was like, you know what, what I really should, cause I went and I like loaded up GarageBand and I went to record that way. And then I was like, you know what, I need to use my new way of doing it so that I can like test it and make sure that it works. Maybe play with the software. I don't know all that stuff, you know, the good stuff. So here we are. All right. So <laughs> I put up a little IG poll. Um, if you're not following me, you better be MSG growing MSG G R O W I N G Miss G growing on the Instagram and the TikTok. You can, you can find me on the TikTok Miss G growing good times. So I posted a little, uh, poll today about, you know, what episode should I, you know, what, what should my next topic for my podcast <laughs> jobs that I've had? Or maybe something kink slash polyamorous sexuality. And so far, last I checked, the jobs one was winning. So that's what we're going to do now. Um, so I've made a list. And hopefully I can maybe talk a little bit about some of the jobs that I've had in my life. Starting with one of the first real jobs I've ever had which was at the Arizona Renaissance Festival. Yeah, that's right. I was a runny for three years. Um, the first year is voluntary based. The second year they paid you with like food stamps. And the third year was also paid in food stamps, but uh, like food stamps, like food vouchers towards the Arizona Renaissance Festival, you know, food vendors, not like, like, like food stamps that you would get like some sort of, you know, assistance program. No, not that one. This is just within the Arizona Renaissance Festival, um, you know, universe. Um, the third year was the food, uh, vouchers as well as, um, by then my parents were working for a vendor there, uh, a leather, uh, he did mostly, belts and then eventually did uh, leather mugs. Um, he got the recipe. Um, but so that was, you know, essentially a job, like a paid job, whatever. Like if it wasn't like essentially cash, it was other, you know, ways of being paid. So that was fun. Um, did I, and, and that was, well, so my mom and my stepdad, but I call him my dad met when I was 11 and their first date was at the Renaissance Festival. And I I was aware. Uh -huh. I was a little third wheel, a little adorable 11-year-old third wheel. And uh, we went to the, the Renaissance Festival. And then my parents, they got married that year. Um, and by the next year, when I was 12, we were, you know, volunteering. Um, 13, you know, 14, I was out there. So I basically, like, you know, those were pretty formative years that I spent out there. Uh, my first kiss was out there. Like, um, yeah, I, it was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. And I mean, if you've ever been to any Renaissance festival, you know, they're like pretty, pretty big, right? There's like lots of walk-in and stuff. And, um, there's a Renaissance festival, uh, was, was also, was pretty spread out and there was lots to walk around and there was lots to do. And 
like, oh man, that cast party, I swear, like the, what was it? The, it must've been the one, the last one, the 14, when I was 14. Um, that one was the best. That one was the year that I like got to kiss boys and stuff. <laughs> that was my first year for kissing. Um, yeah, great. Just, now I'm just like remembering making out in the tent backstage. Anyway, um, and then there was also like, you know, all the other fun stuff. So it's great. Anyway, um, after that, uh, my next job was a, a busser at a restaurant at this little restaurant. I don't know if it's in business or not. That was my cat, but it was long ago that I feel like I'm comfortable enough to say the name now. It was called kiss the cook. It was delightful. They had these little, little muffins, these little, oh, so fucking tasty. I swear that was the most of the reason that I like signed up to like work at that place and it worked out well. Like, but then I don't know if I had an attitude or if it was the owner or if I just started the owner the wrong way. I don't know. It just didn't work out and I stopped getting hours. And so I stopped working there. My next job, um, also still in the high school range of my life. Um, I was a carry out for a grocery store, which means that I did like the bagging, uh, you know, the front end bagging stuff. Like that was primary job and, um, getting the grocery carts out of the, um, you know, parking lot. That was awful. <laughs> and then whatever the fuck else they told you to do, they'd be like, you know, a bunch of eggs just like broke over in the like egg case. Go clean it up. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, I got in trouble one time with my friend because it was late at night. We were supposed to like, you know, do the carts, clear the parking lot, but like there really wasn't much carts and we didn't really care. We were just like hiding behind like Walgreens, like, which was like around, you know, it was like a strip mall thing. And so like, you know, it was kind of like around the corner Her manager came, one of them came over and busted us. She started yelling at us. That was hilarious. Um, all right. And then at the end of tour, well, I think like my junior year in high school, I started working at, I, I worked a lot in high school. Jesus. Um, I, I started doing retail. I started working for Mervyn's of all places. And for those of y'all that, you know, aren't in like the Southwest or California and whatever, like it, Mervyn's is kind of like Kohl's. It's like this department store. Um, like Kohl's, like JCPenney's, it's this department store thing, you know, it's got like the kids, the laundry, the home goods, the, the women's, the men's, the jewelry, the watches, you know, the, the gift wrapping shit upstairs. And I did it all. Oh, wait, they, the only thing I didn't, I wasn't ever fine jewelry certified. I think that was the only thing that I didn't do. I did every fucking thing else there. I worked two and a half years um, at Mervyn's and I did at one point I did the overnights. <laughs> That's when I started working, smoking pot every day was those fucking overnights. Cause I couldn't get to sleep during the day. Cause like, you know, it was the day, but I'd been up all night and I have to sleep and not cause I have to be up at night, you know, to do it again. And all right, where was I at Mervyn's? Oh, the only thing that I didn't do was find jewelry. Um, I did everything. Oh, Overnights. That's where we left off. Hi, I smoke pot. Um, so I, 
you know, I started smoking pot every day. I hadn't smoked pot before that, but I started smoking every day because of that fucking job, because I needed to, you know, I needed something to put me to sleep. And marijuana was my, was my thing, you know, in order to do that. So that's how that happened. Um, so that was that. And then I moved on to, uh, I worked for a credit card, a naval credit card. I think they're still in business. I don't want to disclose the name because I just want to talk like mad shit about it. Cause it was like awful. Like it was just one of the worst credit cards out there. Like they're so predatory, like most of them, but this one was like, especially, and you know, we had a fucking script that we had to do and like focused on like balance transfers and bullshit. And it was just the fucking worst. Um, that job, like I had gotten written up like a couple of times and like my call out rate got over like one point, you know, three per whatever, 1.3 days per month. And that was becoming like a huge problem. And I was like, okay. And then I just like packed up my desk that night and left and like never came back. They never called me. They fucking knew. Anyway. Um, and then I moved on to a different, to a bank, a bank bank. And I worked their credit card customer service for a while. This is Bank of America. I might as well disclose that. Uh, so I worked, you know, started a credit card customer service and then there was a job opening for ATM debit card fraud investigations. And I was like, fuck yeah, sign me up. And, um, thankfully I had a good rapport with my manager at the time. And, you know, we, you know, went through that and I got hired and that was amazing. I met some just super amazing, awesome people. Um, couple of which that I still keep in contact with today, at least one. Anyway, Bank of America, I would say Bank of America totally changed my life. Like, um, that was, yeah. Um, I don't, I think that, yeah, right after Bank of America, I might as well just go through my LinkedIn resume, right? Except I have to see all my ex-co-workers and then I'm going to get nauseous and not feel well. Anyway, uh, so after that was, um an extended warranty, let's just say for vehicles place. And this place was my first real accounting job. I was in school for accounting, but, um, I wasn't graduated just yet. Um, and so I started there and it was, it was an interesting, I started as like, you know, just the like staff accountant, right. And then there was the controller and then the controller, um, ended up leaving, like she quit probably because the company was going down. There's my cat. All right. Extended warranty place. Um, started the staff accountant, uh, the, the controller left, uh, they hired somebody else. That person didn't work out. And then they were just like, well, why don't we just, you know, I don't know. I'm sure they looked at other people and whatever and that didn't work out as well, but whatever. Um, then they were like, well, you know, why don't we just have Angela do it? And I was like, uh, okay. And so Angela did it for sort of, I was like a supervisor, I guess is what my ending title, whatever was, but 
So the the person that I worked for, he owned like five other or four other businesses, but they were like golf course ventures or golf course resort things. I don't know. I don't really, I wasn't really a hundred percent clear on it. And it doesn't matter. He had other businesses. The controller of those businesses was now like kind of the overseeing controller of this business. And I was just, you know, supervising the day-to-day activity basically. Like, um, I then got to hire an assistant. Yeah, that was awesome. That's for a different podcast. Um, uh, and so I, you know, I was in charge of that and then just in charge of the day-to-day stuff, making sure that the day-to-day stuff was entered and then, you know, learning how to run a balance sheet and income statement, that kind of fun stuff. So it was a good experience. Uh, it was a good, it was a good first accounting job. Um, it's unfortunate that, that, that business, you know, the, it just, the market was so saturated. I just couldn't keep up. So, yeah, so I left and then within, within eight months to a year, the person, the last person that I hired that ended up did staying there. He was a great assistant. Thanks Russ. Um, you know, he, you know, ended up getting laid off cause the business went under, but that was unfortunate. Uh, and then after that is when I started getting into CPA firms. Uh, I, my mom actually, <laughs> thanks mom. Um, her neighbor way back in the Phoenix days, um, you know, worked at a CPA firm. And so they got my resume to the boss and the boss was like, yeah, sure. I mean, we'll talk to our CRCOs and whatever. And then they ended up hiring me and that was my first, um, you know, first staff accountant job at a CPA firm. I did auditing as well as taxes and bookkeeping. Um, just, you know, they were small enough firm, whatever that they, you know, had a need to do at all. And so I, you know, was about like, I was about to graduate. I think I graduated while there. Um, and so I was just like, sure, I'll learn it all. I don't know any better. Um, and then kind of quickly with that job learned that I hate auditing. It's so boring. <laughs> like, I wish I liked it more. Or I could tolerate it more because you can, you know, make a lot more money at it. I think it, or maybe it's just more consistent work. I don't know. I kind of, anyway, regrets are no regrets. I don't know. No regrets. Anyway. Um, so I worked at several CPA firms. I'm not going to number them and nor talk about them all. I will talk, continue talking about the first one that I was at because obviously it was the first one. Um, so my first CPA firm, my first tax season and this, one of the people that I was working with, um, he was very unhappy working with one of the partners at that firm to the point where he quit, I think like mid-March, I think like early March, it was like smack goddamn middle of tax season. And this motherfucker's like, can't do it anymore. Peace out. I'm going to go over there. I don't know what he did and didn't even try to like look him up afterwards or whatever. Cause like LinkedIn and social medias weren't like as big as they are now. I don't, I don't know. I hesitate to say, I don't know if they were a thing or not. They might've been, but they, they certainly like weren't popular. So I didn't check up on him or whatever. 
and now I don't know his name. Otherwise, I would totally look. But anyway, so he left, like, mid-fucking tax season. And I remember the managing partner, like, pulled me into his office, and he was just like, I just want to make sure you're okay, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why? So I don't quit, too? <laughs> he chuckled and was like, yeah, basically. Um... Yeah, and that was, honestly, that was one of the first indications where I was like, you know, I, I make people laugh. It, it's what I do. Um, you know, the accounting work and stuff just pays the bills, but, you know, it's, it's the making people laugh thing and doing that that fuels my soul. Anyway, um, so the CPA firm jobs of you know, pretty much occupied my time for the last, like, 15 years. Uh, mostly I've gotten really, really good at bookkeeping. And I did, I was doing okay with taxes and like that. I just, you know, I, there was a few things like inconsistencies with being employed. Um, and then I just, you know, so I started like losing track of taxes. Cause tax is one of those, like, you there's a lot of things to keep up with. It's a lot of information and like that. And, you know, if you stop paying attention to it, it starts getting like harder to like catch up and stuff. <clears throat> so I kind of got out of track with that and I really haven't done taxes in the last couple of years. So I really, you know, that hasn't been a priority. I've just been like focusing on the bookkeeping, which I like doing anyway. But even that, you know, this last job, like it just... It was soul crushing guys. Like it was just fucking full time soul crushing work. Um, and you know, not that the people that I worked with were terrible cause they weren't, they were all wonderful people. Um, but I know that, you know, if they found out that I had a podcast, I, I don't think they'd be cool with that. Um, for sure. If they found out I was growing, they, they would not be okay with that like at all. I seriously doubt they'd be okay with the podcast just because they'd be like, well, what is she going to say? Oh my God, this is a loose cannon. We can't trust this bitch, which is probably accurate, but it's neither here nor there. So anyway, um, <coughs> excuse me, while at the CPA firms, like even then there's been some, like I said, inconsistencies with keeping a job. And while, well, not even cause I did the house cleaning while fully employed. Um, I just was so fucking bored at that job because I was mostly like alone. And so I started like looking for other things to occupy my time. And it was before I had a child. So I was like, you know, it sounds fun cleaning houses. Not that it sounds fun, but I knew that I was good at it. And so I figured that I could make money at it and I did okay. Like I took as many jobs as I want, but I worked through like, um, you know, a cleaning app service thing place. And I won't put, say the name out there. Cause once again, I fucking hate that when I want to rag on them. Um, but if you, if you want to send me an email, goods, funny girl, gmail.com, you can do that and I'll, I'll answer you. Um, but I worked for uh, an app thing and that sucked cause it didn't make money. <laughs> I didn't make like enough money. So, and then I found out I was pregnant and I was like, peace out. Um, and then while before pregnancy, before the paper route job, um, I was in between jobs. It was after 
uh, not a CPA firm job, but like a staff accounting, just like um, for working for a, a company, a small company, um, trying to be like their accountant. And then he, the company owner was like, you should be the controller. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. And it turns out I was not. Uh, <laughs> he needed, he needed somebody that could do, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he needed somebody that could just work more than I could. Cause like I was working at least like 40, 50 hour weeks and it, I was going to keep it up. And anyway, so that job ended that other job. And then, you know, because I needed money, I started looking for, you know, really alternative ways. And I looked and found a paper route job. I was like, all right, uh, that could be interesting. And it certainly was. Um, yeah, it's just, it was, it was, it is very different from the, you know, white collar office jobs that I've been at. Let's just say that first of all, which I expected. And I, you know, not ragging on that or anybody that does that. Um, the worst part was, uh, well, there was a fight that broke out in one morning, um, you know, at the facility to get in the goddamn papers. That was not great. Um, and then, on the route, I would, it was like colder. So I was wearing a hoodie. It was a black hoodie and there happened to be a cop at a house. And it was like, I don't know, three or four o'clock in the morning. And I rolled up and, you know, I get out of my car to throw the paper and the cop like puts his hand on his gun. I'm like, Oh, and you know, being the fucking white girl from suburbia that I am like, I've never had a cop pull a gun on me. Like, let alone even put his hand on one. Like he was going to pull a gun on me. So yeah, you know, it is what it is. Like nothing happened. I was just like, Hey man, I'm just here, you know, drop this paper or whatever. And you know, it was cool. And I did my thing and I left and, nobody, me got shot. So that's good. But you know, it was just, it was when I was living in Worcester. When, let me try that again. When I was living in Worcester. So it was not the quietest, let's say uh, city. It's not the scariest. I mean, Florence is way worse and fucking South Boston definitely has way worse parts of it. Like, but Worcester definitely has some scary moments too. Like there's, for sure it was neighborhoods I didn't want to walk around in after dark. Um, even, even escorted, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable walking around after dark in some of those neighborhoods. But yeah, I think those, uh, up till now, <laughs> those have been my, like, you know, legitimate jobs. I'll say that. Anyway, um, so yeah, hopefully I can edit this all together and get it all out. I'm sure I will. I'll figure it out. All right, my little fudge pops. Um, remember, this podcast brought to you by Angela Goods. Edited by Angela Goods. Executive produced by Angela Goods. Song by Jay Nephilim. Yeah, yeah. All right. Have a great one. Bye, guys.